The Lord be with you. A reading from the conclusion of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. Behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, raised his hands and blessed them. As he blessed them, he parted from them and was taken up to heaven. They did him homage, and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they were continually in the temple praising God. The Gospel of the Lord. Today is the feast day of the Ascension of the Lord. It's a big deal. It's supposed to be exciting. But I don't know but, about you, but every single time I'm a, little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed when I think about the Ascension. I'm a little bit disappointed because I wish that Jesus could stay. I wish that uh, Jesus was still here and he, we could go and travel to Jerusalem and we could see his, you know, resurrected body and his nail marks in his hand. And we could ask him questions. And we could see the way that he interacted with people. But instead, he, he left us. Or at least that's how it feels, right? It feels like as if we're worse off because he ascended to the Father. You know, he, says, he says a different thing like, you know, I'm ascending to the Father. If you, knew, if you knew me and you knew the Father, then you would be happy for me. I'm like, oh, I, I do. I, I know that it's important. In fact, theologically, I know how important the ascension is for us in so many different ways. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father judging the nations, right? That, that is his full power and grandeur up in heaven. That now we have a mediator in heaven there for us in a greater way than he would have been able to mediate for us here on earth. Now, one of the other amazing things is that he, the second person of the Trinity, became human, right? Took on human nature onto his divinity and then brought our human nature up to heaven to be with God so that actually, we actually have hope that we can actually go to heaven as well and be with God. All these things are amazing things that happen because of the ascension, but a lot of the time I just look at the negative, right? Kind of look at it and say, well, that's... That's sad. It's, it's disappointing. It's not what I wanted. Well, we need to be able to weigh that and to be able to say, yeah, maybe we're a little bit conflicted in this midst of this change and this transition and the change of what we have in our relationship with God and what we understand as well. We, of course, have experienced many changes and transitions in the relationship with God throughout all of Scripture, throughout all of human history, starting with Adam and Eve, continuing with Noah and Abraham and the prophets before them, that God continued to interact, but in different ways, changing ways. And, of course, with the coming of Jesus in the fulfillment of time, died and rose and showed us his ultimate, his love for us, 
and also continues to give us and send us the Holy Spirit and the sacraments, which is different than it was before. It's the same God, it's the same interaction. In fact, we have it much better than we had it in the Old Testament, but yet sometimes we look at the Old Testament and we're like, we, we don't exactly always know what we have. So we experience this change in transition within faith that has great opportunities and great gifts with it if we use them. We, of course, naturally have many changes and transitions as well. The eighth grade, uh, which are here today, uh, are experiencing a change and transition. We'd love to keep them at St. Joe's for the rest of their lives, right? But they need to, <laughs> but they need to leave. And, and maybe some of them are a little bit uh, afraid, right? Sometimes that happens, except for I talked with them on, on uh, Friday, and uh, they all seem like they're really ready to go to high school. Uh, not afraid at all, ready to move. But it certainly can be at different transitions where we can look back in the past and say, well, I don't know what the future is. And so I'm afraid of it, right? We're, we're afraid of change. We're afraid of the unknown. And we say, well, it might be better than what it is now, but I can't imagine it. I can only imagine the bad things, right? The way that the seniors in high school are going to make fun of us and beat us up or whatever, you know, or just the different things that happen in high school, right? You can be afraid of that change, of what the unknown, right? But we also know that there will be good things in high school as well. And maybe you're more aware of that, right? You see the bad of, of St. Joe's. You don't always see the good. We, we need to see the good and the bad in the midst of this transition and prepare ourselves. If we finish poorly where we've gone before, if Jesus just kind of finished poorly after the resurrection and ascended to the Father, of course, it's not really possible. But in the midst of the transition, we have great potential and great peril as well. We have great potential and great peril. In the midst of a transition, many things change in our life. Actually, psychologists talk about it, especially in the midst of crisis transition, that the human person is also open to different habits that otherwise would have been impossible to start. But in the transition, all of a sudden we, our mind is open to different habits, good and bad, that can change. And in the midst of that transition, we can sometimes lose the good habits and pick up bad habits. Or, if we prepare well and choose well, and don't just allow the river to take us along for a ride and the world to take us wherever we want, if we, are allow, if we allow our human reason and choice and freedom to choose, we can actually change for the good. The great opportunity in that. The 8th grade isn't the only ones in this type of transition that has great opportunity and peril. We are, of course, all have experienced it. Starting with, of course, the first time uh, that we walked, right? Started to crawl. There was more opportunities and more peril as well. Uh, In 8th grade graduation, we have that, that transition. College, we just had the graduates... Uh, from uh, the Cluster Parish uh, here at the 8.30 Mass. Talking to them, right? They're all starting. All of them are going away from here to start and to change their life. Well, great opportunity, great peril as well. Doesn't just end there. 
marketers actually know that one of the greatest times of open openness to change in habit is actually when a couple have a child. When they have a child, they're actually open to buying things that they've never bought before and doing things that they've never done before. And marketers love this time. And we should also recognize it as well as an important time of either a family choosing to come to Mass, choosing to live out their faith, choosing to live as a family, or not. Choosing other habits that are maybe more helpful or less helpful. It doesn't just end there, right? When all the kids finally go off to school, all of a sudden, again, the family changes. The habits that were there before, the opportunities are there for good things and bad. We're going... And then later, when all the kids are going up, empty nesters. That's actually fraught with peril. One of the greatest uh, times for divorce is actually when a couple become empty nesters. It's a time of great peril. That's a great possibility that the couple look at each other and say, wait, I don't even know you. Right? We've been living for the kids and all of a sudden a divorce happens. But it's also a great time for an opportunity to rekindle that relationship, to be able to say, you know what, we've been spending ourselves and our kids and now we get to focus on each other and build up that relationship once again. It's fraught with peril and also great opportunity. That happens with retirement, changes in jobs. But as Christians, we also look most especially to the biggest change of our life as always, which is death. We look to death, and and we can be afraid of it. We can say, well, I don't know what's on the other side. I can say, I don't want that to happen. But as Christians, we do know the good things that come after as well. But it is a time of great opportunity and also of peril. Jesus speaks about it often, the dangers of hell, of Gehenna, of suffering in that way, of eternal damnation. We, of course, can be just afraid of that. And and we realize and we want to be able to say that, yeah, it, it doesn't just happen automatically that we all make it to heaven. In fact, Jesus is very clear that it is not an automatic ticket. And the things that we do before that change do affect and influence what happens after. Either we can prepare ourselves and and set our sight on God. Or we can allow the world to take us in whatever way that the world wants to take us, which isn't to heaven. And so, in the midst of that transition, we have a choice. We have a preparation. We have a view to be able to say, God, I know that you have good things in mind for me in the future. I don't always see it. I see some good. I see some bad. I see some unknown. Let us stake, put our stake on Jesus Christ, on who we trust, not the world, not on fear, but that freedom that he gives us to choose him. I encourage you for uh, the rest of Mass, we have opportunity to just reflect a little bit about what transitions maybe you're going through in life. Maybe it's just the transition to summer. And that change of all of a sudden having more free time than before, but also more activities. What kind of things 
can you choose to do? Maybe it's saying, make that priority of prayer that you've been trying to do. Well, transition, although difficult to start new things, is actually one of the best time to start new things. To be able to evaluate, to be able to change, to be able to just not go along with those things that you've struggled with in the past. Let us take this time of transition to be an opportunity, not just of peril, but of great potential to grow and to continue to be the people that God wants us to be. Not just making it by in life, but to actually thrive in life. To not just get by and to be able to say, well, I guess that's over, but actually say, wow, thank God for that. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. To be able to live life abundantly. That is why Jesus came in this life and the next. And so let us say yes to Jesus Christ this day, in this transition and change. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and allow Jesus to continue to always mediate for us in heaven and to continue to invite us and call us back to himself at the right hand of the Father.